is actually lesson 19, the book of Revelation. This is, uh, we've been in this for a while. We're all the way up to uh, chapter 9 tonight. So uh, just go, we always start out filling the blanks. We always have new people or you may have missed a time or two. Everything's online. We have the audio, the videos online, as well as the notes. Go to Victory Church Raleigh. You can follow me tonight. I don't normally share everything in the notes. Sometimes I get a bunch of it, but... Sometimes I summarize, but it's all in there, and uh, it's there so you cannot just hear it one time, because what happens is you're listening, and you get distracted, and you miss something, and then hard to catch back up, but the notes help you, so the notes are available. I encourage you to get them and, uh, and follow along with me. Again, we've been going over the book of Revelation. We're doing it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and really the, the word revelation, the, the Greek word is apocalypsis, and it means an unveiling. And it's really cool that, that the aged apostle John was uh, on the Isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. And, and Jesus appeared to him. He had been with Jesus when he walked the earth. Jesus had risen from the dead and ascended to heaven. And he came and paid him a visit. But he wasn't, he wasn't the man from Galilee. He was the anointed, glorified son of God in all of his splendor when he saw him that time. And it was, a, it was an amazing thing, I'm sure. But he, 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 God did us a real favor in helping us understand what is to come. Uh, what is your worldview? Do, do you wonder what's going to happen in the future? Do you wonder what the earth is going to be like? Uh, before Jesus comes back? Do you wonder what the eventual end of things will be? Do you, think, do you, do you wonder if we're going to have a nuclear holocaust and, and the nations are going to launch these, uh, all these nuclear weapons that we, they have on each other? you wonder what's going to happen? Well, the Bible tells us exactly what's going to happen for our benefit. And, you know, if you know that things are coming up, how many know you can make preparation? You know, animals make preparation for winter and summer. And then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Nature has a way of preparing. So God has revealed to us what is coming. And this unveiling is the book of Revelation. So it's something that we should study. It's a book that we should, we should read over and over again. I try to read through the books of the New Testament every single month. And some of them more than once. And I read through the book of Revelation every month. And it's, uh, it'll bless your life if you do. Uh, some people think it's really difficult to understand the book of Revelation. But, you know, once you understand just kind of the general scope of what's happening, it comes together and falls in place very easily. And that's what I'm seeking to do on Wednesday nights as we, as we get into this. You know, God, how many know God is the owner and sustainer of all things? And he, uh, he owns the earth. It was taken from him when Adam and Eve sinned and, and uh, Satan become the god of this age. He has a legal right to be here. And he has messed up this beautiful, pristine planet that God made for human life and for human families. And God's coming back. The good news is God's coming back to take what belongs to him. And that's planet Earth. That's what the book of Revelation shows us. So we just kind of followed a pattern. And I, I do this. And repetition is a key to learning. So some things I'll say over and over. Because just because you heard it once... It just doesn't register. And so for me, I read these things over and over and over and a half for years. And I'm finally beginning to get a, get a gist of some of these things. Revelation chapter 4. So we, we, we studied Revelation chapter 1, that chapters 2 and 3. He's talking to the seven churches in modern-day Turkey. And they are an example of the kinds of churches that perhaps exist today just before Jesus comes. That Revelation 4 uh, shows God as the, 
uh, creator, owner, and sustainer of everything that is in the whole wide universe. He is the Almighty God. Revela- and we talked about that one lesson. Uh, Revelation chapter 5, uh, God is seated on a throne with a rainbow of colors around him with people crying out, holy, holy. But he's got a scroll in his right hand. And that scroll has, has seven, uh, has seven um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What? Seals, thank you. Y'all remember. Has seven seals on it. And he can't find anybody worthy enough to open the scroll. And scrolls, I've mentioned this every week, scrolls in the first century. uh, The importance of the scroll was noted by how many seals were on it. The more seals, the more important. So this was an ultimately one of the most important books or scrolls of the day. And to open a scroll with seals on it, you had to be the person who was authorized to open it. Then you had to be the person that was able to carry out the contents once the seals are broken and the scroll is open. That scroll, I want to submit to you again, is God's ownership of the earth. It's his title deed to this planet. And it contains the plans that God will enact to cleanse this planet of rebellion and to right all of the wrongs of the ages. And bring, his, and bring his family back together, both in heaven and on earth. And that's really cool. In fact, there's a verse I read last week. I think I'll just read it again. Ephesians 1, 9 and 10. For God has allowed us to know the secret of his plan. And it's this. He purposed in his sovereign will that all human history should be consummated in Christ. That everything that exists in heaven and earth should find its perfection and fulfillment in him. So again... Revelation 5, Jesus, the lamb, a lamb stands up, a lamb that had been slain, a lamb that has blood on him, and that's Jesus, the lamb of sacrifice that is now the lamb of God, that is now the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the one that's found worthy to open that scroll in God's right hand, to open those seals, pop those seals. Revelation 6, Jesus begins to pop the seals on the scroll, and as he does, things begin to happen and You've heard of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. There are movies out about all this stuff. And the Antichrist, that first seal, the Antichrist of fear. Second seal, war begins to break out. Uh, Perhaps in the Middle East, perhaps in other parts of the world. And and then he opens the seals. We'll talk about them in just a minute. Again, he opens those seals. And uh, uh, when he gets to the sixth seal, the sun, moon, and stars uh, darken. And an uncanny thing happens. The rapture of the church occurs. And we talked about that in great detail. Revelation chapter 7. Just after that sixth seal on that scroll is broken. Revelation 7 is a parenthesis. There's a pause. The seventh seal hasn't been opened. Hasn't been broken. So the seal can't be opened yet. The scroll can't be opened yet. And God seals a representation of the Jewish people that will be here in the next phase of what happens on the earth, the day of the Lord. He seals a, a, a typical 144,000 Jews and they're representative of people that will be saved during this terrible time called the day of the Lord. God seals them so that, so that they will not die during this time. Otherwise, the enemy would try to slay them, but they're going to survive. And their ancestry will actually go into the millennial reign of Christ. These will be born-again Jews. They'll be born again during this time. They'll preach the gospel during the day of the Lord. And their survivors, those that, those that survive this terrible time we're going to talk about tonight, will, uh, will go into the millennial, millennial reign of Christ. You may have never heard this. Listen, did you know? Did you know there's going to be a race of people 
natural human beings, listen, on earth for eternity in perpetuity. Two races of people. They're going to be glorified saints in glorified bodies when the rapture of the church occurs. Uh, the believers who died before us will, will come from heaven. Their bodies will, will actually resurrect And then our bodies will change and we'll have glorified bodies. We're going to be in those bodies for eternity. Those bodies will enable us to traverse the heavens. He may send you to another planet he's created. He may may let you do things in heaven and then you'll have a few assignments on earth along the gazillion years we've got to be in existence after this allotted time of life. But there are going to be two different uh, kinds of people in the millennium. There'll be natural human beings. Isn't that strange to think? People don't know it. It's true. Natural human beings that that go past the tribulation time, the day of the Lord. And when Jesus comes back, they'll be having babies during that time, during the millennial reign of Christ. There'll be a whole crop of people that rise up after that. Satan will have been bound in in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Jesus will reign for a thousand years. We call it the millennial reign of Christ. And then Satan will be let loose from his pit that he's been in for a thousand years, will judge, will be judged, be thrown into a place called the lake of fire. And then, uh, and then we enter into eternity with God. Isn't that interesting? Now, that is a Christian worldview. And it is uh, odd to me that so many believers have no idea what's happening next. And, you know, if you don't know what's happening next, the reason I'm talking about this, the reason I think it's quite appropriate even to be going through the book of Revelation right now is we are in a time period that we're being set up for things that are about to begin to take place. And the things we're talking about when we talk about what people typically call the tribulation time and the breaking of these seals that I just mentioned. And tonight we're talking about some trumpet judgments. Uh, we're right on the heels of these things, you know, in the beginning stages of some of this. And, and uh, it's a dry run. The things that we're going through now, the changes the aggravation, the, the not knowing what's happening. You know, it's kind of testing us. What's going to happen when things do begin to change even more than they are now? Are we prepared and are we ready? So I think it's interesting and important to study the book of Revelation just simply to know what is coming. For, coming. for me, it just gives me a, um, you know, and I just have a, a, a settled sense that even though I know difficult things are coming, that God's planned it out for us to be okay. Isn't that good news? So, so you ought to be excited about that. Nonetheless, Revelation 7, the 144,000 Jews are, are sealed so that they can go through this difficult period called the day of the Lord. And then, uh, and then uh, you see a scene in Revelation 7 where there's a multitude that John saw that, that was just so huge. It was, you know, untold numbers of people. Never seen that many. It's the raptured church. After that sixth seal is broken, the sign will be of the rapture of the church that the sun, the moon, and the stars darken. And that's the sign, get ready, you're going to heaven. Now, a lot of people today, and I said this last week, need to say it again. A lot of people think that we're going to miss all of these seven years that people typically call the tribulation. The church is going to be raptured away from here. I see it a lot 
on social media these days that people are, and I know that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of well-known people that believe that we are, and I taught that again for 25 years, but it looks like we're going to be here at the beginning stages of the revelation of this man the Bible calls the Antichrist and the challenges that come, and that's when those first seals begin to be broken. We'll be here for the first part of that seven-year period, and we've talked about all this so much in the past, and, uh, and then just before the day of the Lord... We're raptured away. Is that good news? And so why don't you go to that Daniel 70th week. Uh, and you'll put that on the screen. And that's just everything I just said. Sometimes it, it's really good to get it in picture form. So this is, this is everything I just said. If, if you could just get an idea of what's about to happen, it makes a lot of sense. You've got, you've got seven, everybody say seven seals. Everybody say seven trumpets. And everybody say seven bowls. They're all sequential. They happen one right after the other. They don't all happen at once. And if you don't understand that, this stuff that we're talking about gets really confusing. So can y'all see this little dot? Y'all can probably can't see it in the back. Anyway, right at the bottom of the screen, it says the church age. That's where we are right now. This None of this has started yet. The beginning of sorrows. You see that on the bottom of the screen? The beginning of sorrows is the first part, the first three and a half years of this seven-year period. And Jesus in Matthew 24 called it birth pains. He said that uh, Matthew 24, 4 through 8, it parallels uh, Revelation chapter 6. Well, we're going to be here during this first part. That number one is when the Antichrist appears. That's the first seal. The Antichrist appears. And, uh, you know, he says he's a man of peace, but in his heart, he's a man of war. That begins this seven-year period people typically call the uh, tribulation time. It's really Daniel's 70th week. Second seal is broken. War breaks out on the earth. The third seal is broken. Famine breaks out as a result of war. Fourth seal is broken. Pestilence and disease break out because of the, because of so many people have died in war. They don't have time to, to, to bury all the bodies and it causes just terrible, terrible Disease and there's death as a result of that. And you can see seal one, seal two, seal three, seal four at the bottom. And there uh, midway is the, uh, the uh, abomination of desolation. And that's when the Antichrist just kind of turns against Israel. He's made a peace treaty with them with seal one. That's the next thing you can look for. And y'all, uh, you know, I don't know if you look at much international news, but there's a lot going on with Israel and uh, the Palestinians, and you know, there there are those that are really working towards a peace plan. The peace plan. The United States has uh, has has really tried to broker a peace deal. Uh, the current administration, all of them, have been trying for so many years. But it looks like uh, there's something that is viable. I know Israel likes it, and they're trying to get the Palestinians to step up to the plate. Once that happens, whatever that thing is, whatever that treaty is, that's the beginning of these seven years. I'm just saying that to say, y'all, we are really, really close. How many understand? We're really close to this stuff beginning. I don't think we're in it yet, but we're really, really close. So, uh, so midway, three and a half years later into the seven-year period, the, uh, the Antichrist turns against Israel. He desecrates a rebuilt Jewish temple. And that's that line right in the middle between four and five on the bottom of the screen. 
And things get really bad after that. And Jesus called that time period the Great Tribulation. And there's tremendous persecution of Christians and Jews. See, that falls on deaf ears in America. Because we've not been persecuted for what we believe yet. How many hear what I just said? But I got a feeling we're going to be. And I really think because the uh, Antichrist is an immoral person. Because anything goes. The persecution that we are going to experience in America. Is probably going to be the LBGTQ rights. That's going to really be the. That's really going to I think the starting point of persecution worldwide. Because Christians and Jews believe the Ten Commandments. And we believe that God is holy. And because we believe that there are purity issues with the Ten Commandments. That God wants humans to live by sexually. And because the Antichrist will be a lawless person. It causes tremendous conflict. How many get it? So that comes to a head right after the Antichrist. Uh turncoats on Israel, desecrates the rebuilt Jewish temple. And we've talked about that. Then that time period on the bottom that says the great tribulation, three and a half years uh, from, from the beginning of the time that the Antichrist manifests, he turncoats, desecrates the temple. And then there's a time period there that's really undetermined, that great tribulation. You know, it may last, um, you know, you got three and a half, it might, might, might last a year, might last a year and a half. We, we really don't know. But, uh, but, but that's something that is in the future. And, and if we're here just before Jesus comes, that's something that we will experience. So my encouragement is get ready to be persecuted for what you believe. Or the question I have is, am I ready to stand up for what I believe? Am I ready? That, are you ready for people to spit in your faith and t- face and tell you you're wrong, that you're a liar, and you reject Jesus, or are we going to take this or that away from you? A lot of believers won't do that. And the Bible says there'll be a great falling away. So anyway, that's all coming up. That's the great tribulation. And then uh, the sixth seal you can see on the bottom of the screen. When the sixth seal uh, opens up, you can see all these uh, one, two, three, five things here. Cosmic disturbances begin. It's mentioned in the book of Joel. It's just before the day of God's wrath called the day of the Lord. And right after that sixth seal is opened, the sun, moon, and stars actually darken. And that's a telltale sign that we're about to go up in the rapture of the church. And it's a telltale sign to the rest of the world. Get ready. Something really bad is about to happen on this planet. There's a huge earthquake during that time. People hide in rocks and caves. It's kind of scary, right? Everybody's looking like... You, you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. This is what the Bible says. Um, 144,000 Jews are sealed. The last trump, that is the rapture of the church. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 talks about a trumpet blowing. That's not those seven trumpets starting with chapter 8 of Revelation. That is the trumpet that we hear. Trumpets uh, sounded in Israel for two reasons. The trumpet was sounded for all of the Israelites to go either to the tabernacle when they were in the wilderness or the temple after it was built and they were going to worship Jehovah God. So when we hear the trumpet, when the rapture occurs, we're going to heaven and we're going to do some worship in par none. Is that exciting? And then, and then when the other trumps, second reason a trump sounded, a trumpet sounded in Israel was to, to, to call people to battle. And then Revelation chapter 8, when the seven trumpets sound there, that's God coming back to reclaim the earth 
that was taken away from him. So that's what you see on the screen there. And, um, and then the very last thing here, number seven, once that seven seal is broken right there on the bottom, the day of the Lord, that is the wrath of God. Understand that all the way from that first seal being broken all the way to number six, that's the wrath of man. The Antichrist is here. He's in full for- force uh, in, uh, in the Middle East. He may have something to do with the rest of the world. Time will tell. We'll wait and see. Um, uh, But nonetheless, the day of the Lord begins when that seventh seal is broken. And that's the very last portion. You know, it may last last a year, a year and a half. Again, we we just don't know the timetable. The Bible doesn't say it. But the very last portion of that time, and you won't be here. So I said all that to say, beginning with Revelation chapter 8, when it talks about the day of the Lord. You will not be here for the things we're talking about. Are you glad? If you're watching, are you glad? You should be very glad. But, but it should put it in our hearts to pray for our family members that don't know the Lord, for spouses perhaps who aren't walking with God, for children or grandchildren that you know that aren't walking with the Lord, or friends that you have, acquaintances at work. We need to be praying for people. And when God gives us opportunity, talk to them about Jesus and salvation that is available through him. How many hear me? Because every person that doesn't know the Lord will experience these terrible times that Revelation chapter 8 begins to talk about when it talks about the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord, again, is when the wrath of God begins to be poured out. Can you go to the next screen now, the other one? Pre-wrath rapture. There you go. Look at look at here. So there it is again, the beginning of sorrows, the midpoint when the Antichrist changes and he's not peaceful anymore. The great tribulation that Jesus said would be an in time of intense persecution. And there's the pre-wrath. We call it pre-wrath. Everybody say pre-wrath. Pre-wrath rapture of the church because, because Jesus took the wrath of God for us We leave here before God's wrath falls, right? So the wrath of God doesn't start at the beginning of this seven-year period. The wrath of God starts with the day of the Lord. That is God's wrath. It's all in red right there at the very end. It's a short period of time. Again, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. Good news is Christians won't be here. Uh, And so look at Revelation chapter 8. And we talked about this. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly. Again, Revelation chapter 8. Um, begins seven trumpets that sound and with the sound of each trumpet judgment from God wrath from God comes on this planet why does God's wrath fall on this planet God has God has given people uh, uh, so much time to get right with him to repent of their wrongdoings to stop following their idolatrous ways and at some point he has to say enough is enough And then the wrath of God falls. And people don't understand today, we hear so much about grace and half of the last decade or so in the church world that we know very little about the other side of the coin of God's love is God's wrath. And uh, one guy makes this statement that I can never get away from. He said, uh, God's love cannot embrace what his holiness, uh, God's love cannot cover while his holiness what his holiness doesn't allow. How many hear that? 
So again, the wrath of God, it's coming. In Revelation 8, that's when the day of the Lord begins. We took the whole time last week, talked about that. There are four trumpets that sound in Revelation chapter 8. They, the first one, the first trumpet uh, there affects, um, in verse 7, affects uh, the vegetation on earth. The, all the green grass dies, the trees die. It affects the vegetation and uh, uh, I'm just going to summarize some of that. Uh, when the vegetation leaves, I've been to places on earth. If there's no green grass and there are no trees, you've got landslides. You've got huge problems um, uh, with erosion, with the soil. There's a breakdown of nature. And uh, it just causes so many problems. The second trumpet in verse 8 of Revelation 8, when it blows, a, 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 an angel in the spirit realm blows that trumpet. And then the salt water is affected. And, um, and a third of aquatic life dies. A third of the ships of the sea, sea are destroyed. Can you imagine? And, and, and in my notes, I'm not going to cover this. Uh, I'll let you read it in the notes. But, you know, there's, uh, I think, 190 seven million miles, square miles of surface on the earth. Of that, 140 million are, are, uh, are waters, are, are uh, oceans. And there's about 57 million square miles of land. Can you imagine a third of the oceans? That's about the size of the land mass on earth. I mean, they, they're polluted and the fish die. All of the aquatic life dies. The stench, they're going to float up to the surface. The stench will be uh, unbearable. I mean, it's just crazy. Third trumpet sounds. The fresh water is affected. The, the lakes, the streams, um, the waters that humans drink. You know, you can't live without water m more than three days. Uh, and, then, and then you die. That's it. So uh, a lot of people are going to, be, are going to die because... Uh, the bitter waters, the water is bittered because it looks like meteorites strike the earth. So, uh, so again, summarize, the uh, vegetation's affected, salt water's affected, fresh water's affected. And then the fourth trumpet, when it sounds, uh, something happens to the, looks like the whole, the whole universe where the earth exists. Uh, a third of the sun, a third of the moon, a third of the stars cease to shine. And there's a third less daylight, and there's a third less moonlight at night and so you got a third less time to get all the stuff done that you normally do it may even affect some guys i read after said it may even affect electricity and so there'll be actual total darkness which would really be strange so you know it's a really weird time all of this together so these first four trumpets they affect the earth itself then you come to revelation chapter 9 we'll cover this fairly quickly right now start at verse 1 of revelation 9 the trumpet judgments are happening the seals have been opened the, the scroll in god's right hand has opened up uh, jesus is going through the scroll and and in the scroll there's seven trumpets that are sounding what I just read is starting to happen. And in Revelation chapter 9, the fifth angel blows a trumpet. That's the fifth trumpet judgment during the wrath of God. And in Revelation 9, 1, the fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And so again, uh, what is this? Well, it's an angel. You know, I think in uh, Revelation 12 and then also in Luke chapter 10, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Revelation 12 mentions 
Satan as a star falling from heaven. Some people think that this person in verse 1 could be Lucifer. I really think it's a demonic angel. And um, uh, Revelation 20 verse 1, I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. So Revelation 1, there's a demonic spirit that uh, fell to the earth, where there's an angel that fell to the earth. He opens about a pit, verse 2, he opens the bottomless pit, smoke arose out of the pit, the smoke of a great furnace of the sun, the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, locusts come up upon the earth. And to them was given power as the power of scorpions on earth have power. So here are demonic spirits. i got to summarize quickly. These are the demonic spirits that come up from the underworld. You know, if we go through the Old Testament, you'll find out that there are angels that sinned in the Old Testament. How many have read about that? Genesis chapter 6, 2 Peter, by the book of Jude, mentions angels that left their first estate, and because they did some very egregious things, they had to be chained in the underworld. And along with those angels, then obviously there are demon powers that are in the underworld that are not able to be let out. They can't get out. They're in a pit, and there's some kind of cover on it, And here in Revelation 9, an angel comes down with a key, opens it up. This is all in the spirit realm. And these demon spirits from the middle of the earth, they pour out. And these look like, most summarized, they look like locusts. And, uh, and the, but these locusts don't do what locusts do here. Real locusts, uh, live locusts, uh, you know, uh, physical locusts, they eat green grass and, They eat uh, the food that we eat, and they just tear things up and make a mess and can cause huge famines as they did in Moses' day during the the, uh, time when Moses uh, resisted Pharaoh. There was one of the the, uh, plagues was a plague of locusts. Joel mentions locusts, but these locusts are different. They don't attack vegetation. They attack humans. Look at verse 4. And if you're watching the notes, scroll down, there it is. They were commanded, these locusts commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death. And will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. The shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. Again, he's seeing into the spirit realm. These are demonic spirits that look like locusts. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. Their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like woman's hair. Teeth were like lion's teeth, and they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. Again, these locusts originate in the bottom of this pit. They're demon spirits. They're demonic. And um, they, do not, they do not touch the 144,000 Jews you read about in Revelation 7 because they've been sealed. But everybody else, that's the unbelieving masses of humanity are plagued by these, uh, by these, these demonic beings. And it's a, a really, really terrible thing. Five months, why is it five months? Uh, some, some scholars say, well, five months is the average life of a locust. Others say because, uh, because it's talking about the time from maybe early spring to late summer, five months there. We really don't know why they did it for five months, but 
the people that were bitten by these things evidently had some kind of terrible, terrible illness coming upon them. They, they wanted to die, but death evaded them. It says, verse 11, it says, and they had a king over them. Uh, the And they had as a king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew was Abaddon. But in Greek, he has a name Apollyon. And both of those names mean destruction. You can say they're they're really hurting the people. Verse 12, one woe is past, and still two more woes are coming. So there are three woes in the book of Revelation during all this terrible time when the wrath of God is poured out. And the first one is these demonic spirits that look like locusts that torment people. But there are, are two more. Revelation 8, 13, in fact, it says, I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe. So there's three woes to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. So uh, when the... When the um, when the fifth angel blew his trumpet, that was that first woe. The second woe, the sixth angel blows his trumpet. Verse 13 of Revelation 9, I heard a loud voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. And there's such symbolism in Scripture. If you just understand what the symbols stand for, you can kind of get what it's saying here. And again, this angel, the sixth angel, the sixth trumpet sounds, these trumpets of judgment, And uh, he heard a voice coming from before the throne of God. Before the throne of God is an altar with four horns. Horns represent authority. The horn of a beast represents the authority of that animal. So there are four horns on the altar. They represent authority. So there's a voice speaking from before the throne of God. And that is a voice of authority. And uh, it is believed that this voice is the voice of Jesus, the Lamb who was breaking the seals in Revelation 5 off of the scroll in God's right hand. He had authority to do that. He had authority to bring to pass everything in the scroll. So as the trumpets are being sounded, Jesus is making sure these angels that are blowing these trumpets bring to pass what's written in the scroll in God's right hand. Everything I'm saying is in that scroll, and here it is. There was a voice he heard from before the altar, before the throne of God. Verse 14 says, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who were bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day and month and year were released to kill. Here it is again, a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. Now, you know, if you read commentaries and such, some people think this is really a 200 million man physical army. Some people say it's armies perhaps of China and Russia. They're coming from the north and they're, they're working in compliance with Antichrist. I don't know that that's true. Some people think so. Others think it's really talking about 200 million demonic forces that come right down the Euphrates River. The Euphrates River is one of the largest, longest rivers in that area of the world. It's over 1,800 miles long. It starts in Turkey and goes all the way down to the Persian Gulf. And in Bible days, the land around that was called Mesopotamia. And really, that's the cradle, the beginning of human civilization. So, you know, when you think about it like that, it's like, okay, so, so here's the D, here's the skinny. All of the demon spirits that fell when Adam and Eve sinned, And all of the demon forces of hell that have wrecked all of the havoc 
in those create those parts of the world at beginning of creation before the world divided in the days of Peleg, Genesis chapter, uh, what is it, uh, 10 reveals, then uh, those demon spirits are there and they're let loose. And man, they make war and there's a terrible slaughter and they're strong enough to kill one third of mankind. The bottom line is when you read these things, understand during this, this wrath of God, it's estimated there'll be at least... 8 billion plus people on earth, I think 7.7 billion right now. But during this time, there's at least 8 plus billion people. At least half of them, 4 billion people die. Can you imagine that? Question, do you want anybody you know to be here during that time? Obvious answer is absolutely not. And if you care about people, you don't want them here. It's a terrible, terrible thing. And it happens very rapidly just in the space of a, of, a, of a year, perhaps two years, some people think. Verse 17 says, And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, uh, hyacinth blue, sulfur yellow, the heads of the horses. You can see it in the spirit world. Heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of the mouth, their mouth came fire, smoke, brimstone. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire, the smoke, the brimstone, which came out of their mouths, for the power is in their mouth and their tails, for their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. So again, these are, these are demonic forces that, that are behind the scenes that people can't see that just cause havoc to be wrecked on the humans that are here during the wrath of God. It's a terrible, terrible time. John seeing you into the spirit realm. It's a scary thing to talk about. And, 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 uh, but, you know, you've got to be real that this kind of time, this kind of time is coming. And, and regardless of how terrible it is, this fifth angel sounds his trumpet. The sixth angel sounds his trumpet and people die by score. And then verse 20, look at the response of the people. It's so shocking. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. And again, it reminds you that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And, 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 and humanity is so self-centered that here in the middle of horrible, horrendous judgment, the likes of which the world has never seen, people still, because of their hard hearts, they still refuse to repent. It's just a shocking, shocking thing. And, uh, you know, it's amazing today the world is changing rapidly. And you would think it would lead to great repentance but you know what? People seem to get hardened in the things that they do. And that's the reason we as the church, we need to cry out for revival. We need to cry out for a move of the Spirit of God. How many hear me? Now, lastly, I want you to show that one. The last screen, the one you put up first. Look at you. Good for you. Yay. Give her a hand. Yay. So here we go. Here's where everything I've said, just to summarize. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. Is that true? So if you can get this skin, take a picture of it with your camera. I don't care. You know, this will give you an idea of what's coming up. And so here we are again. If you look at the left of the screen, and, and again, this is a seven-year period, and people typically call that 
the uh, tribulation time. It's really a misnomer. It's never in the Bible called the tribulation. It's really Daniel's 70th week. God, through Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, mentions one week of years, seven years in Israel's history is yet to be fulfilled. And here it is in the future. It starts, number one, with the seals on the scroll in God's right hand being broken. The Antichrist reveals, number one. Number two, war breaks out. Jesus called this in Matthew 24, 5 through 8, birth pangs, the beginning of a hard time, the beginning of that seven-year time. Famine breaks out as a result of the wars. Uh, the midpoint, there it is, that second box there. The midpoint of this time, three and a half years into the uh, seventh year, the Antichrist uh, desecrates the rebuilt Jewish temple as it has been in history. It's going to happen again. It'll be a real simple uh, temple. In fact, it's not going to take a long time to build. And, and they're already talking about rebuilding the temple once there's a peace treaty. That's really weird what's going on today, y'all. If you do some research, it's uncanny. These things are, are unfolding slowly before our eyes. Once he turncoats and and uh, desecrates the temple that's called the abomination of desolation. And then that's the, that's the wrath of the Antichrist. It continues the wrath of Satan. Satan uses the Antichrist uh, to, uh, to uh, uh, just pour out serious persecution on the church and Jews. Uh, the fourth seal breaks their death uh, as a result of famine and war. Uh, fifth martyrdom occurs. The Antichrist kills so many Christians and Jews. In fact, this is when the mark of the beast uh, uh, comes into play. And you know, let me just say, we're probably going to be here for this mark of the beast thing. People really, you know, there's all kind of speculation as to what it is. And, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, social media is lit up right now with, man, they're going to put a tattoo on you. And that tattoo has all your medical history. And if you're going to travel, you heard all that, right? If you're going to travel on an airplane, you got to get that little tattoo. You got to get your vaccination and all your medical histories there. So if long, you'll, they'll know whether or not you have COVID-19 based on, y'all have heard that tattoo? You know, it may be so. I don't know. I just know maybe that's a precursor of things that are to come. And, and then if you've heard what I've heard, they have, they have these kinds of things now they implant under the skin. They not only have your medical data, but they also, but they also have all of your uh, financial data and all of your personal information right there embedded in something no bigger than a grain of rice. So these technologies all available. This all happens during the great tribulate. The, the great tribulation is called. He calls it the wrath. Well, wrath of Satan right under there. It says the great tribulation, and 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 there's some serious things. So if you don't take that mark. It'll be a tough time. So uh, anyway, whether it's all the things we're looking at today, it's yet to be seen, yet to be known. Those, again, could be precursors of things that are coming down the pike. And then number six, that sixth seal on the scroll in God's right hand is broken. The sun dims, the moon uh, dims its light, the stars don't give their light. And that's a sign that the rapture is about to occur. And that's, you know, maybe four and a half, five years after the Antichrist reveals. So once, here's, I want you to get in your mind. Once the Antichrist reveals himself, you figure five-ish years that you've got left here before the rapture takes place. Now, what do you think about that? So let me ask you, what, what are you going to do if next year there's all this commotion stuff in the Middle East and 
Man, there's some kind of treaty sign between Israel and their enemies. What, what you going to do? You start counting one, two, three and a half, four and a half, five. Yeah, that's, you get what I'm saying? And then the rapture goes. I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready to meet Jesus. How many hear me? Because when the rapture occurs, you're going to go up to heaven. Your body will be glorified. And then he's going to talk to you about your life. And your obedience. So, so what you want to do is every day clean the slate. Before you go to bed at night, make sure there's no unconfessed sin in your life. When you sin with your words, say, God, I repent. I'm wrong. If you sin with your body, say, God, I messed up with my body today and I'm dead wrong. And I, I repent. I'm changing my mind. By your grace, help me overcome that. Right? If you sin in, in you know, you think on things you shouldn't, you know, sin, uh, Sin can be thoughts, words, actions, or even motivations, selfish things. Before you go to bed every night, my encouragement is start a habit now of making sure your life is cleansed. There we go. Thank you, brother. Make sure your life is cleansed because, hey, you know, <laughs> once the, once the star, sun, moon, and stars darken, perhaps five-ish, I'm not saying it's five years, it's somewhere around that though. Might be five, might be six, you know, probably five, and I don't know. You won't have a long time. So y'all, uh, seriously, what if by the end of this decade we're in heaven? Could it happen? You know, I could be wrong and God just decides, we're going to slow this thing down. Looks like he sped it up. Well, he could slow it down. It'd be a little longer than that. My encouragement is I just want you to see what's ahead. And then once the rapture occurs, the wrath of God, very last part of that. And I haven't even got into this last part of this, uh, of this chart here. Once these seven trumpets, in fact, we just finished the sixth trumpet tonight. When that seven trump, seventh trumpet sounds, you know what happens? That's the second coming of Christ. He comes back and he's here and then he fights the Antichrist. Yeah, and that's when the bold judgments happen in Revelation chapter 16. The bold judgments are very quick, may not be more than a year. May just be a, maybe a very short period of time. I'm trying to get it in your head. This stuff's real, man. It's really going to happen. And then once uh, Jesus defeats the Antichrist, um, 30 days the, rec, uh, the reclamation period, it says here. Book of Daniel, this is weird. I've not said this yet. Daniel 12, verses 11 and 12. There are 75 days added to that seven years. You ever heard that? Go read Revelation 12, verse 11 and verse 12. Verse 11, uh, you know, there, there's, there's 30 days to start with, and that's when the battle of Armageddon happens. It's not going to take a long time. He's going, Jesus is going to whip that boy hard really fast. At the very end of this thing, about a 30-day battle, it's going to be right there in Israel. The Antichrist thinks he's going to win. Jesus whips him hard. We'll be right there to watch 30 days. And then there's a restoration period of 45 days Daniel chapter 12, verse 12, where God has to restore the earth because there's such mayhem that's created. The atmosphere's a mess because of those trumpet judgments. The atmosphere's a mess. The water's a mess. The fresh water's a mess. The salt water's a mess. The green grass and vegetation's a mess. And then that 45-day period, shh, he gets it all straightened up. And then we enter into the millennial reign of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? So, you know, if you got that in your head, for me, 
You know, it helps me make sense of what's happening right now. It helps me understand that, you know, we might be going through whatever right now, but it could be a dry run, but things are really going to heat up one day. And it keeps me to where I want to be right with God every day. How about you? So, so, so that's a lot to take a picture of that and go home and look at it. Or go get my notes and look at it, because that'll be interesting. Once you get that in your head, you can see what's going to happen on this planet.